Welcome back to the Infinite Game Podcast. You are about to listen to part three where me, Anthony, and Zach delve into our first experience experimenting with entrepreneurship. This is a great episode. If you haven't listened to part one and part two, they are titled How I Started My First Bit in the Business, one and two. Give those a listen before you listen to this episode. Enjoy. And it's kind of one of those things that I think can apply to your whole life that in a weird way you don't matter, right? Um, just so whoever's listening knows, Nikhil went out and sold on Crocs today. Um, oh, you got hung up on that, yeah. He, yeah, and so for me, right, I in my head had this vision of we should look somewhat somewhat professional because we're going to a nicer neighborhood and they're going to want us to look professional and clean because that's what I've seen, right? That's When somebody shows up at my house to do like a job or something, they're usually in khakis and their polo and they have their logo on and their hat has the logo and, and, they, clipboard and they have their and truck whatever, and their clipboard yeah. and it's got the decals on it, right? So that was just the, the version that I was used to. Um, but it turns out you can fucking just show up with a smile and some enthusiasm and say and you're crops. a college kid. <laughs> you can say you're a college kid and you're looking for work and they, and they're cool or whatever your spiel is. Um, if you're not affected by it and they're not affected by it, then it's not a thing. Um, and who knows if that one lady in the pink shirt would have changed her mind. If you had been wearing tennis shoes. I, to be honest, I still think there's stuff I could have done to sell that lady in the pink shirt. Yeah, I mean. I shouldn't have given up right then, but, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah, right? yeah, right. But, um, so I think that all plays into that thing of, like, there were excuses that, like, or there were, there were roadblocks that I had in my head or that, like, that just weren't real. They were in my head. They were beliefs that I held in my head that held held myself back um, that were purely imaginary, right? They were not real. You could sell in Crocs. You didn't need to be wearing your polo. We didn't need to be matching. We literally looked like a bunch. We just looked like dudes. Yeah. We looked like dudes. A bunch of frat dudes. A bunch of frat dudes. Um, I had a polo on and shorts and tennis shoes. So, like, I was at least, like, trying to be, like, I am maybe on a golf course, question mark. Um, but. But it didn't matter. No, it didn't day. matter. But, and so, I think as you scale, I think if you're going to be putting guys out there, and I think this might be a point, if you're putting guys out there that are less, maybe personable, like you, um, you need to give them some sort of credibility, right? Because they can't just build that credibility on their own. Yeah. Well, it all depends because I think it also played into our advantage saying, hey, we're just SMU students yeah, walking yeah. around. They're like, people can relate more as like, oh, I was in college. Yeah. They're trying to make some money. They're just in the neighborhood. Like, I almost wonder if we should try to split test it, right? One day we head out, we're dressed up. We have the polo, the khakis. We don't say we're in college. We say we are with a company. Or a whatever, company, yeah. right? But other than that, it, it's all the same. Then we head out in what we had, and we try that. And we yeah. see if it made a difference. That would be an interesting test. I'm yeah. curious about that because in my head, if I have someone from a company come up, it's a lot different than like, if my neighbor who's maybe like yeah. 15 years old or, you know, a different person who I'm like, 
oh, like, I know that you're just trying to get out there and make money uh-huh. rather than, like, you're getting paid to do this uh-huh. by some company. It, there's a different dynamic yeah. that I, I want to help out. It's kind of like an underdog thing where it's like, I'm, I'll root for you because uh-huh. you're, you're just a college kid going around in Crocs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah. It, yeah, a split test would be very interesting on that. That would be cool. I gotta say, the Crocs were elite for <laughs> navigating the ladders and the trials and tribulations of walking through an old man's house. I will say, I will say, as I sent him out, I went, hey, Nikhil, I know you have the Crocs on. Give me one solid throw, <laughs> throw them in sport mode so at least people can take you seriously. <laughs> That's right. I was like, bro, don't just have the slippers on. At least, at least throw them in a sport mode. <laughs> and you conceded that one to me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that, was good. that, was good. that um, one was really funny. Um, any other things? I'm to curious. Take... Yeah. Okay, so when we started selling, I could tell there was a little bit of apprehension or a little bit of a. Uh, you didn't want to immediately go and start knocking on doors. But then you get to the point where you're selling this lady and you sell a $130 job. So what was the progression that happened in your head that got you from, I don't know if I, I want to be the one knocking on the door to, I just closed the deal. Yeah, I mean, I think having Zach here helped me, right? Because he sort of, especially on that one, he just kind of knocked up in his sort in a sort of silly way, you know, he... He wandered up, he locked eyes with a lady, he scared her, and then he kind of, because that's his whole thing, is he talks to strangers, and he's really good at it, and then I just kind of swept in there with all the all the technicals, right? Um, so that kind of situation is easier for me when the situation's already been set, I'm not having to set her up with the whole situation, because at that point, right, it's, it is totally cold right it's she doesn't know who i am she doesn't know what i do um any of that stuff right so that for me was simpler and easier to just kind of swoop in there and go oh yeah we're gonna be cleaning the windows frames and the doors we'll uh we'll clean your screens we'll make sure it's all clean and quick and we'll show up tomorrow and we'll do it and then she asked me okay cool how much right um and then you were, of course, just kind of, like, so excited to be, like, knocking on doors. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I, I was just kind of like, yeah, these people, like, n- no one has come at us with, like, a negative reaction. So I think kind of like we all had, it, I think it was partially because it was it was my plan from the start that I felt responsible, right? That I was like a little hesitation at the start of like, oh, I'm sending, it was like a thing of like, oh, I'm sending him into a negative interaction. And so, which is, it's a weird thing, but I was like, yeah, like, not that you couldn't handle it or anything, but it was like, I'm the one sending him into this. So I was like, not nervous or anything, but just some apprehension, right? Mm-hmm. And so then once you started running it and you were enjoying yourself and I and I could see how it was kind of working out, I was like, okay, I see how this is going to work. Um, you can handle yourself fine, obviously. And even if somebody was rude to you, you wouldn't be offended. You wouldn't take it personally. So that's not a thing. Um, dude, I've had enough girls just be like completely shut me down. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like, dude, a fucking random old person at the door, yeah. like... 
I'm cool. A forty-year-old, yeah, yeah, you're good, right? When um, a hot girl is like absolutely not, you know, that's the one that stings the most. It's so, a little different. Yeah, this shit. Yeah, not that bad. Not that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's just like, I think for me, I, I feed off of the energy of others a good bit. Um, I think like everyone does, right? And so just um, having y'all around to influence me in a positive way, I think was uh, helpful to yeah. to 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 put me into the place where I was the the most helpful and productive, right? For sure. To um, yeah, kind of put me into that kind of state. Um, and sort of like you were saying. Uh, saying earlier uh, where we all have our things right we all have have our strengths and our weaknesses but if we can work in a positive way to help each other and support each other then all those can work as one to to amplify each other and support each other so that the whole is stronger greater than the parts parts, right Um, right sort of like you were saying right um yeah, cool. so that's kind of what I gotta say on that. Good yeah. takeaways from you, Zach. I know your mindset was a little bit different, more similar to mine. What were your like biggest takeaways from the day? Like, what did you enjoy the most, or you know, your biggest memory, whatever it was. You know, it was uh, it was really fun overall. Like, even though some people are like, "Oh my god, they." They had to spend three hours going door to door, knock talking to random people. That was a positive. Like yeah, even like, though it sounds kind of negative, and a lot of people might think, and it, it might be a personality thing. Like people would, would not want to do that or whatever. But that was really fun. Like we it to, was. We got to meet people. We got to talk to people. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, it was a fun day. It was also like it was a beautiful day outside so just being able to spend time outside talking to you guys even was just like it was great we just got to hang out um so that was definitely a a takeaway it was it was overall like money aside a positive experience just hanging out with people meeting people being outside um and then in terms of actual like experience taking away i think the the fear, because there was a bit of fear, right? You know, going up to people, talking to people. It, it, it went away fast because how easy it was once you finally did it. So it's, it's kind of a, that life thing of, like Anthony mentioned, mm-hmm. you create barriers in your mind. And it, it really, it's not real. Like, someone might be mad to you, but maybe nine out of ten people are going to be super sweet and even if they say no you can have a conversation with them yeah so uh yeah that that was a big takeaway for me is just the the barriers in my head of someone's i'm gonna bother them they're gonna be rude to me all that just went went right away let me ask you this questions because i think because you started leading some of the things after probably after nikhil did i think we'd watched him do like three or four of them. Yeah, he really, you really took the charge. Yeah, so you were leading like three or four of them and then Zach came in and so like for you, 
what did you from him what did you kind of learn from him like because when you jumped on your first I noticed you said exactly what he said. Oh, yeah. That whole script. <laughs> Same exact um, So, like, what did you sort of pick up from watching him do his? Yeah, well, I think the uh, – I mentioned this a little bit earlier. The co- I think the college student thing mm-hmm. really resonated with a lot of people just because we're so close in proximity to SMU mm-hmm. um, that, like, probably they either know someone there, they've been to a game, they might have graduated there, they might have – like some of them went to TCU, so it was a like a rivalry there. Mm-hmm. I think we met two people that, that yeah. went to TCU. So I think that was a big thing to, to throw out and then they can attach to and mm-hmm. work off of that in some way. Um, so I definitely threw that in that we're college students. Also, there's a, there's a strong stereotype about broke college students. Sure. So, you know, anyone who has either been through college or been through, most people were older, been through this part in their life can relate to, I didn't have a lot of money when I was 22. Like I'll help out somebody if they provide a service. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely threw that in there. I, honestly, at first I didn't expect to be doing any of the work with you guys. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to tag along and, and like either hang out in the car. Like I, I didn't really, in my head before we went out, I was picturing me not even being at the door because I didn't want to think like, all right, we got three guys right in their face. Yeah, opening the that door. was another thing that I had on my mind was like, mm-hmm. I thought that having the three of us kind of standing there would be like kind of intimidating. So I was kind of like hanging back um, and y'all two were just kind of like right up on the porch and they didn't see him. And so that probably happened like two or three times of just watching. I was like, they don't really seem to give a fuck. Yeah. Um, it almost just builds on our, on our own ability to sell when you have your buddy right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah just kind of right there. And and I mean, to be fair, we're just kind of there. and We're just kind of smiling, right? We're just there. We're kind of friendly. It would be one thing if we sat there and we were like fucking hard-faced and then we're just like stone cold, <laughs> like stirring them down. We're like, I'm going to eat you. Like, up, um, but yeah, we're just kind of like there. We're smiling. We're kind of like nodding along, right? We're like trying to like sort of include ourselves in the conversation. Um, one person is obviously sort of in charge and leading that interaction but the other one's just kind of there like showing that they're a normal person or whatever um and it, it didn't seem to throw them off too much the ones that were the ones that well i guess in your sale you were the only one at the door yeah so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to, to trial that one a little more um but i guess for us because we had the two of us yeah and that went fine um i think the biggest thing, the takeaway from that is that both work. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's having, probably not having a... the camaraderie or having solo. You can sell either way. Yeah, it's probably not as big of a factor. And so, like you're saying, if the two of you have some chemistry, right? Then it probably works pretty well because you can sort of play off the other, and um, that's kind of like a humor thing or like whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's probably not as much of a factor as I had to like played it up in my head. Um, you had a lot of variables in your head. Yeah, dude. Uh, Nikhil went up to, a, to the door, and Anthony was like, dude, turn your hat backwards. Yeah. And we were like, what? And you are like, yeah, the logo might throw him off. And we were like, what are you talking about, dude? You're like, put your Crocs. And like, it was, the, it was so many, like, 
and 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 it's the same point that yeah you put things in your head that like you want everything to be perfect yeah but it doesn't really matter that much to people like if my hat's on if if they see a logo like all this stuff it's just it's more of like you got to get out there and do it that's yeah, all there is you and, have to get out there and do it and and learn from maybe there is something like maybe if you say a certain thing that might seem small you got to tweak yeah. it but the only thing to to do to find out is to go and trial it mhm yeah yeah definitely and um what was I going to say Taking action, taking action taught us so many things today. Taking action taught us that it doesn't fucking matter if you're wearing Crocs. Taking action taught us that we don't know a goddamn thing about cleaning windows, but it also taught us what we do need to improve upon. So whatever skill or business you're trying to start, taking action is what is going to show you what the next steps are what you have to work on to improve upon to become better than you were yesterday. So it truly was just taking action. When Anthony was telling me all of these things that were happening in his mind, it started to almost make me second guess myself. Yeah. Like, does this, does, does that matter? I don't know. And at a certain point I said, yo, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to go up to action. the door and I'm going to start ringing doorbells who cares if I'm wearing Crocs? Who cares if I'm in a t-shirt with some cotton shorts or whatever? Uh, who cares? I didn't wash my face today. Uh, I'm not in like prime conditions. This is one thing that we talked about. I was telling you, Zach, that conditions are never going to be perfect. Yeah. Right? We can't wait for the perfect conditions because they're never going to exist. I'm not in the perfect conditions. I know I forgot my shoes. I'm not in this and that. I don't we have, didn't have the soap. Yeah, we <laughs> didn't have soap. I didn't have the sales script remembered, but we still went out there and sold. That's what we forgot. Vinegar. What? Vinegar. Vinegar? I remember that was in the training now. We were supposed to put vinegar in the with water the with the soap. All right. Yeah. Well, the, luckily, the window cleaner that I bought actually had yeah, vinegar that did added in the it. Windex? The Windex said yeah, vinegar. Well, there yeah. we go. All right, we're going to have to work on that tomorrow. We'll test that out. Hey, it's okay, learning we, now. We do got to meet before. And we got to actually get new stuff before we actually go do this job tomorrow. We have a job tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's 11.40 right now. So, hey, I, I'm ready to go. I'm fucking stoked. It doesn't matter how much sleep we got. I'm going to make a promise to myself that when that alarm goes off at 7.55 tomorrow, I'm going to rock it out of bed and be making four espressos and be ready to go, you know, <laughs> because we're, gonna, we're fucking doing it. We're going to do that job. We're going to make $130 and we're going to go sell. We're going to go door to door to door to door and get another job. And I'm going to hit up my boss and be like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm here to clean your windows. And yeah. you know what? Good thing I see her five days a week <laughs> in the gym, and I'm literally not gonna. Every time I see her, it's gonna be, "Hey, when can we come clean your windows?" Hey, you know, I was just walking through the neighborhood. I saw this house with some <laughs> dirty windows. I just thought, "Yo, could that possibly be yours?" You know? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I felt for it. Yeah, I really yeah. felt for it. I'm going to live rent-free in her head until we clean those windows. So. Dude, can you imagine if we roll up and, like, do a bad job? And just, like, <laughs> yeah. I know that we would, but she's like, 
She's like fires you. She's yeah. Like, she's like, yeah, you know, I'm actually gonna have to dock five dollars off your hourly pay. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. She seems cool. Um, no, yeah, we're gonna do an amazing job because we did a pretty solidly okay above. Probably average, I think, slightly above I average job today. We made it for a lack of skill with a lot of effort. I think so. A lot of care, a lot of attention. Well, and the it could have been faster, it could have been better, but it was a material improvement <laughs> in sure. that guy's Yeah, house. for that house, and yeah. And he was thankful, yeah. which was the biggest thing. He appreciated the job we did. Yeah. Both sides felt happy. And he said, come back in a year. Exactly. And that's another thing that, like, as as you guys are growing this thing, adding on, hey, we did a good job. How about we go ahead and schedule the next thing in a month, in six months? Probably not a month. Probably more like the six month a year. But whatever you can do to already, all right. Now we've got our neighborhood. We've already we've already sold this neighborhood, and now we have ten houses that we can come back and do on a consistent basis. So you don't have to go through and sell again. So that's something, more things to think about. You, you, you schedule it up as a recurring thing, or at least you got their number and you say, hey, we're in the neighborhood again, wanted to know if we could stop by. Or you hire someone else to throw dirt on their window. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but, uh, stuff like that so you can continue to have repeat business and, mm-hmm. and don't have to spend the time selling and walking through because you already have your clients. Yeah. One thing my buddy Lip told me is that Hey, you can print 2,000 flyers, and whenever the people aren't home, just do a quick peek of their house, write down the quote on your flyer, and then put the flyer at their door. So they already have a quote, they have the number, and then someone's going to convert on that. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. So that was another really good marketing idea that he had, especially for someone who had to do this to survive. We don't have to do this to survive. Right, he was doing it to survive yeah. and really made the money. So uh, definitely going to take that into consideration. And there's so many other things we can do, but I really think that the door-to-door sales is just going to help build our own personable like sk- right. skills so much because that that's the angle I have. I'm not here to learn how to clean a window, right? No, Whenever I yeah. own my own house, like, cool, now I know well, how to clean the window. But I'll have the, the garage, yeah. yeah. I'm doing this from a sales perspective. I want to be able to knock on as many doors as possible to make it where it's like, it's, A, it's absolutely nothing, but B, my conversion rate's super fucking high. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing it for. Window yeah. cleaning, it's just a positive. If I was, if I could knock on doors and be able to sell something, but then not do the just just only be able to knock just on doors. Yeah. You probably do that, yeah. That's my end goal, yeah. Like that's what yeah. I want, yeah, and to that's do. entirely doable because workers are easy to find, salesmen are a little trickier. Yeah. So that's definitely doable. The one sort of last thing I want to want to jump on here is so after we finished up and we and we got home and we're driving. I called my dad, right? I love my dad, and I was so excited to let him know what we had done, right? And it's not that he, like, wasn't supporting, but he asked an interesting question of, so, what's your end game? Um, he was like, are you, are you like, planning, on, like, what's your end game? Are you, are you, are you trying to, like, make a job? Are you trying to, you're 
like pay your rent? Like, what are you trying to pay your rent? Yeah. What are you doing? I was like, well, yes and yes. I mean, on one hand, I it was fun to go out with my friends, um, but like sort of when he said it, you know, he's obviously he's he's my dad, so he's he's pushed me a lot to. Well, at this point in my life, he just he just wants me to have a job. And he's questioning why am I not working on applying to jobs? Why am I not working on school? Why am I not doing the things to sort of move along that pipeline so that he can? And to be fair, he's checked off pretty much every box he needs to, except that my son needs a job so he can support himself. So I have done everything I need to, right? And so from his from his prerogative, I get it. Um, so I think if you're if you're if you're in this kind of thing where you're looking at your own business or you're doing your whole self-improvement thing, um, just know that a lot of people are going to question you along the way. And you don't have to explain yourself sometimes. Actually, you yeah, you don't have to explain yourself all the time when people ask you questions. Um, either because you don't want to, you don't feel you need to, or you're embarrassed. I mean, you might still be figuring it out. Yeah, but you're just figuring out, or it's just fun. And... Um, whether it's your parents or your friends or whatever, um, you know, a lot of people aren't going to understand. Like you said earlier, Hayden, right? We love Hayden. He's a good guy. He's very smart. He's he's going to be making more money than us for a while. Oh, yeah. He's working on Amazon. Um, <laughs> bastard. Uh, <laughs> dick. Um, he's he's going to work way less hours, too. God. He's getting engaged. Shit. Um... His girlfriend lives with him. With us. With us. <laughs> We're all roommates. Um, but it's like, yeah, he he's he's not going to understand. Will he judge us? No. He, I mean, we came home and he was excited for us. But um, it's just on that trip, you know, it's just it's not it's not their prerogative. It's not their just yeah, it's just not in their it's mind. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, and. Your parents have one vision for your life and what they think you should do, and that's their opinion, and maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. Um, that's cool. I mean, there is no right or wrong answer here. There are only things that move you more towards where you want to be or move you from where you want to be. Um, that's kind of life is f- sort of figuring out what those what those levers are. Um, but, yeah, so that was a, kind of a funny thing because <laughs> – I called my dad, and it's not that he wasn't excited. He was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, that's cool. Because I've been sort of talking about this for a bit. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about, like, selling window cleaning and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, 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 sure, blah, blah, blah. And then I, then I never really did it. Um, so now I've done it. And so, um, so, and it, I don't know. It's like I'm a little bit ashamed to be or not ashamed or scared to be like yeah i would love if i could like grow this thing into something that like i don't have to like work my job right um i want to do that yeah right that'd be fucking awesome <laughs> so like it's like i but then like i'm talking to my dad it's like for his sake i don't want to say that because i know it's just gonna freak him or <clears> i gonna I, freak I, him oh my god i yeah, so much. you understand that in a kill. Right? I, I relate to that um, so much. It's like I'm gonna keep it on the down low. Not that he, like he wouldn't like. I need to come with him with proof. I need to come with him with the proof of the result that he can. 
that he can support something that already exists, right? And this is a legitimate thing because he's been working in business for like 40 years, right? And so when you do that for so long, you understand how the world works, right? You become very kind of real and you need things to be shown to you and proved to you because you've been scammed so many times, you've been tricked, you've been lied to so many times throughout your whole thing in business where somebody has this idea and it sounds great on paper, but then they don't fucking execute. And so um, it comes into parenting and it, it it's, it's a good and a bad thing, but I think it's mostly a good thing where it's like, especially with something as important as, hey, you're gonna like work a job and support yourself. Um, he needs to be like, hey, you need to prove you need to prove to you and to me that this is a legitimate thing and that you're just not on some sort of thing when you read something online. Um, that the fact that you're not going into engineering as a career, or you're not going into finance or consulting as a career is not some wacky ass thing that you're having some, some dream that you just read on the internet or that you just like have a podcast that you enjoy doing but that you've proven a track record and have some plan of growth that this is a legitimate thing um, which is a sort of standard that without that pressure from him and from your dad I think is easy for a lot of people to get delusional you know what I mean well it's also not flashy right you no know, like you're cleaning windows and your dad's probably like my son's cleaning windows? Like, he, he went know, to SMU. No, no, no. He's the other way. He doesn't care. He grew up poor. He did fucking carpentry. Like, like he... That part doesn't bother him. It's more just like, hey, prove that, like, you've thought this through and then you've executed on it and that you have a thing going so that I can rest at night knowing I did my job as a father and that I'm not failing you by not putting the pressure on you to, to actually go after something like logical right um so it comes it comes from a place of love right it comes from a place of i want to do my job as a father and in that i need to show you the harshness of the world because the world does not give handouts right you need to do your shit um or like you can either head the way that we've all laid out go into engineering go into finance go into marketing whatever it is right if you and so you and then you kind of live in that world and you play that game. If you want to live outside of that, um, you need to fucking prove that you're gonna that you're either fucking smart enough or, or you're gonna work hard enough or that you're some combination of those that you can figure it out. And um, that's kind of the feeling. And I think you sort of understand what I'm saying with this is um, that's that feeling of like I feel hesitation to be like yeah I want to go after this. I want to not focus on these other things because he's right. He's right. I have a high. There's a higher likelihood of me failing over here and moving back home and being a weight on them if I don't go the engineering or the consulting route, right? And so he's just like, hey, like that's how the, he's like, hey, that is how the world works. So like, prove it. If I can prove it that you can like not head this this route this way, um, and then. I'm all for it. Not that I don't support you if you did and I don't love you, but like, it's like that thing is like, I'm hesitant to be like, yeah, I'm going to jump into this fucking window cleaning thing um, without showing him that like I've 
worked for three months and done like a considerable amount of fucking revenue, right? Um, to be like, hey, this is a thing to pursue, and then he can stop being like, you should go in engineering. It's so fucking crazy how you just verbalize everything I've been, <laughs> I, everything I've been grappling with yeah. for like. Well, I'm also two years older than you, right? So I've been bowling over this for two more years. Right. Just the conversations I've had with my parents, especially over the past two weeks, have been exactly about what you just talked about. Yeah. And I couldn't quite put it into words Mm -hmm. the way you just did. Mm -hmm. And the thing about having proof about – because I can tell them all the time, like – I'm so fucking stoked on this podcast and I'm going to grow a huge audience and I'm going to make a real difference in this world and I'm going to be able to forge my own path. And they're like, yeah, that's great. We don't want you to stop doing it, but you better fucking grind, like go get a job at Bay or something. So, I mean, and at this point I'm like, okay, well, you are kind of right, but (laughs) I also know that I can do this. So I'm, I'm, I'm like playing both sides right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm I'm doing the fucking the fucking interviews and the coffee chats and the whatever, the networking to go down the traditional route, but this is this is what I want to do, man. I want to forge my own path. I want to create my own business, my own results and like both of you guys said, today was so much fun. And I don't know if it if it can, if it will ever get as fun as when you just start and when you're doing it with the boys, That's but true. it's really cool to have complete ownership over what you're doing, especially with with people that you really like. Yeah, and it is it is almost imperative that we just keep going super hard on this because that is the only way to create proof, the only way to generate revenue is to keep going even harder than what we did today because today was just a small start. We were out on the we were out boots on the ground for three hours. There's five to seven more hours in the day where we could have been out there boots on the ground. Instead so, I was getting brunch. Right. And that's fine. <laughs> <With me? laughs> we we didn't no, we no, simply yeah. didn't know. Yeah. You know, we don't. We didn't know what the possibilities are, but today was now the opportunity small, cost is all yeah. too relevant. It was a small. It was a small case study in what's possible, yeah. and who knows? Like, we do this for the next month or so, and we start to become really fucking successful. Maybe I change some of my summer plans to keep building the business because that that's something yeah. I'm willing to do because this is really fucking cool to me, mm-hmm. and. It's really fucking cool to a share some share something with someone I really like, and then also like grow it together. Yeah. And <coughs> also because we're grappling with the same problems in life. That yeah, we know that we can we can be huge, do something huge, and that we know that we're capable of so much. But the people that support us the most still. Maybe they believe it, but they don't truly believe it yet. No. They they haven't seen anything that will signal to them that they can trust us to live our own lives and to forge our own path. Maybe they know what's in there, but we have to still prove it to them. So 
Well, yeah. And that, that's so important. Yeah, yeah. It's the biggest thing in my life right now. Yeah, and to be fair, they shouldn't. They shouldn't believe you. <laughs> you're a you're a kid that they raised from an infant, right? Exactly. There's no reason because they saw all the in, or they saw they the inputs, right? Yeah. They saw the shit that you did when you were growing up, and so for them, it, it, yeah, they just they want you to have a good life, right? That's <laughs> that's their goal. It's all out of love. Too. It's all love, right? And so, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's. Yeah, they, they, you can say that I, I want the podcast, I want to be, uh, I want to have, I want to grow a business, I want to do this, and they can say, yes, yes, you should, but I don't want you to move home, I want you to be, I want you to eat, I want you to have a house, I want you to be viable in the dating market, I want you to not be a loser, so to meet those minimum requirements, right, which out of love, um, I think you should head this way because you don't have the proof, like we said. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Right on. Right on. Zach, <laughs> Zach any thoughts? Um, as you're, you've been, you're a new arrival into our sort of world dynamic, right? Because um, we. <laughs> We talk about this all the time, so any thoughts from all that? No, I, I'm <clears throat> very glad that I was able to join you guys today and find people that share a similar mindset. Yeah. Um, just because there are so many people who, like, for me growing up, like, doing, and, and Nikhil, you don't even know this about Oh, me, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm kind of the same as you guys like I need to start a business that's the only way to for for me to say that I've made it if I'm making six figures working for somebody else I'm not gonna be happy even if I'm making you know seven figures I'm still gonna be like dude I could have done this on my own or like I still need to use this now to start something else so that's where I'm at and that's some of the stuff that I did in college and um, whatever is like what can what what are the skills that I can do to provide services for people? Yeah, and so Zach had done Facebook ads for some clients in yeah college and stuff. Media, yeah, ran so some media in college. But he was actually sort of running a bit of a media thing um, throughout. Was it college or yeah? It was yeah, yeah. it was it was college. Did some Google stuff, some Facebook stuff for people. Yeah. But but the point is, it, it's it's refreshing to meet you guys. Well, I know Anthony, but like to meet you. To see it in practice, hey, we're gonna let's do it. Let's take action, like you were saying. Um, so super cool, and um, like a really good learning experience of how you can not really. Here's a business where you don't even need to know the skill, and you can just pick it up. And as long as you're willing to take action, then you can make money. And uh, it's something that a lot of people don't see. They're like. Oh my God! I, how am I gonna pay all this bills? Like I, I can't find work. All this stuff. All you have to do is take action, and you can you can make money. So it's 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 uh, it's a refreshing take, and it was a fun day, more than anything. <laughs> Dude, it was a I fun was thinking, day. What if we had Abraham knocking on doors? I don't think we would have closed a I'm deal. Like, <laughs> we would have had a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> he just ready to cuss some guys out. He got some fights. Uh. 
Yeah. What a profound experience. It just truly showed us like what we're capable of. Yeah. That's cool. It put it put a lot of the talk in into into real real life shit today. Yeah. We me and Anthony have been talking about goddamn window <laughs> cleaning for too long. Too long. And we finally did it. And now I am now I just want to do more. And it's not even that I like window cleaning, but I'll clean every goddamn window on the planet, you know? <laughs> just no giving the money, bro. I'll take it, man. Especially, yeah, I mean, once we figure out how the fuck to do this, like, quickly, because we were doing, like... We were so slow. We were so goddamn slow. We were, and, like, we had, like, the mid, like, no equipment. We didn't have a stepladder or a ladder. We had nothing. Dude, you were doing, like, the most not OSHA-approved ladder setup I've ever seen. Yo, I, I'd set up the ladder, and... and <laughs> I I clawed up that shit. I was like, yo, if I fall, like I'm gonna be knocked the fuck out, have a concussion. I get on that bitch and it starts sliding. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I got Anthony to hold the ladder in place while I'm I managed to walk up at the right moment to be like this is bad. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. I'm glad that I was inside because at least the we could know that the guy wasn't checking on you. Oh, he had no yeah, he was, that, yeah, see that's the thing that I think we'll run into for sure is there's going to be some customers that are much more uh hands-on, right. much more hovering over the shoulder right, watching like watching us through the window. Oh, like um so we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna want to deal with that. Is it gonna be a just get better at our craft? Well, it, well, but everyone's gonna nitpick, right? Yeah. Or if they want to, they will, right? So is it gonna be we're just gonna let them do it and we're gonna sort of entertain them, or we're just gonna be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, a sort of thing, right? Um, so things to figure out as we get to it. Um, but I'm excited to sort of get to that point and then be like, hey, lady, you hired me. Back the fuck up. <laughs> Let me do my job. Let me do my nah, but um, yeah, I think we got lucky with what we had today. I think that's. Uh, I think. I think it was from the heavens down to us. He was like, "Hey, bro, you take this one as your own." Man. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw yeah. some shit. At, I'll throw some shit at you later. Absolute chiller. He was watching Smithsonian TV. <laughs> I kind of wanted to time. sit in there for a bit. He was listening like some alien shit. I was like, "Oh, damn." <laughs> Some history good. channel type shit. Yeah. It was it was pretty much an ideal first day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it went super well. Yeah. And all we gotta do is build on it tomorrow, and I think we're gonna have a fantastic day. Dude, it's only gonna get better. I do wanna say one last closing thing about synchronicities, right? Oh, that's a nice word. And a lot because I see this on Twitter where they're talking about like, hey, you need to get out in the world and allow synchronicities to happen, right? If you define that, what is a synchronicity? Synchronicities. Things that just like you seeing your boss as we're selling is a perfect example of a synchronicity. Mm, beautiful. Right? We're out roaming the streets we happen to line up the exact moment we could have left an hour earlier an hour later 10 minutes earlier or later That's and true. that not happened right um but the fact that we were out there at that moment that 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 we said hey we're gonna set sell this weekend it could have been last weekend it could have been next weekend the synchronicities just happen 
you are a perfect example of you're in the gym, right? You're meeting people. You're you're you are letting you're letting the energy of the universe and God happen to you, right? <laughs> you're letting you are opening yourself to it. You're putting yourself out there in the world and allowing things to happen to you. Um, and a lot of what we have now, especially with like the whole COVID thing, where like it was all oh let's work from home, let's do the remote thing, let's you've taken all the chance for anything good or bad to happen. Um, which just from like hanging out with like y'all two, like y'all two have been so for me influential in seeing all the synchronicities that happen. Cause with you, we drink and we go out and it's a completely different experience than anyone else that I've ever hung out with. <laughs> right. Cause like, you'll just go and talk to like random ass people and you'll get us into the funniest fucking situations. <laughs> you like, you'll get us into places that I'm like, how the fuck did he do that? <laughs> um, but it's like, imagine if, like, you weren't opening yourself to those situations, right? Those synchronicities. If you weren't just making those weird comments to people, if you weren't opening your mind or, like, whatever to them, like, those things don't happen. If, if you don't say hi to people in the gym, if you don't just kind of be yourself and put yourself out on the limb or you don't show up in the gym and you're not there yeah. in public. You don't allow those things to happen. And all the relationships, me and you, we don't meet, right? Um, th those things just don't happen. Um, and it's a thing that's a little bit, it's a little bit pointless to talk about because it's a thing that just happens randomly. But I also think that it is something that n now that I've thought about it, I've, I have actively tried to put myself in a situations where those things can just magically happen. Whether it's we head to the farmer's market, right? Shit just happens. Yeah. Shit just happens. Every at a, time. At a farmer's market. You got free products. Shit just yeah. happens. When you put yourself out there with like a positive attitude and like generally open to like whatever God or the universe is going to have like happen to you, you're just like, well, I'll smile and wave and let it happen. Um... I think is kind of profound and is a thing that's dying a bit as we lose secondary locations. Yeah, that's, in, that's true. In our uh, in our society and our culture. Um, so this all so for me it it's sort of tied back into what we've been saying this whole thing with the whole door to door knocking. If that is not <laughs> fucking maxing synchronicity, that is synchronicity maxing for me. Because you're a new experience, like, every fucking time you're there. Like, we were in some dude's home and, like, allowed him to, like, interact with young people. And, like, we got to, like, see, like, weird hunting shit. I don't know. <laughs> it, I was thought that so, was... it was so crazy. They were just in this random old guy's house. Like We were in his house. We like, were two hours. We were in his house, <laughs> like, bro. Last some night. Guy we would have never met. He was in his jammies, too. La <laughs> last night, we met the dog house. named Gage. Yeah. I was in Arlington nursing this girl to life. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And now I'm in some old dude's house cleaning his windows. Like, if that, like the highs and lows and beauty of life was like evident today for me. I was like, God damn, what a cool thing. Um, and I was like, wow, that's like that was neat for me. Just to like have like the whole gamut in one day. I got to drink raw milk and like <laughs> that kind of made my stomach hurt. <laughs> You'll build up a tolerance. Um, <laughs> Like, dude, like that's that, like that's a fun way to live. It's a fun way to kind of go about life, where you like you don't know what's gonna happen, right? And that's 
I think sort of, I think we all have this thing, and it's happened for me in school, and I think it's why a lot of people have their issues with how things go, is you know exactly what's going to happen to you every day, right? The I think, direction is provided for you. I think when that, and for some people, they say that's okay with them. The security is like, great, okay, sure, whatever. For me, I think for us, it's like, if I know exactly what's going to happen, like, why not sim it, you know? Like, I don't know, it seems kind of lame. Or, like, you lose that drive to, like, yeah, want to see what's going to happen next. It's, yeah. yeah, go ahead. You talk. I was going to say, it's kind of against human nature. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you think about, like, what we do as creatures is we just... We make stuff and we do stuff. We exist, yeah. We... And it's like animals and, and plants or whatever, they kind of just go through the day to day. But we are like, well, I got to get a new iPhone. Yeah. I got to buy like a new thing. Or I gotta, like we are always looking for things to either improve or change. So if we kind of get in that root of it's just like, hey, we're. Oh, I know it's going to happen tomorrow. I know it's going to happen the next day. It's all the same. It kind of goes against our nature. Yeah. And it's why people get, get depressed, right? Yeah. And, it, I, I think another way of saying what you're saying is for most of history, right, you had to create. You had to output, right? And now we've so drastically flipped that whole ratio of create and consume. Um, and I feel it in my own life. Like, It's like... In high school, I did a lot more creating, whether it was music or just fucking school felt more creative for me or like whatever it was. I felt like I was creating things regularly and felt that as like a relief. It gave me a sense of like, help my confidence, help me feel like I had like some self-esteem and stuff that I like was, I felt like I was doing something unique Um, and it gave me some sense of purpose. and then you come to college or whatever your life is, and it's the Netflix, it's the TikTok, it's the whatever, right? Um, and the way you said it was interesting that we become more like the animals, more lower level kind of animals where you're not having like a noble sort of goal. You're just doing your more animalistic sort of thing. It's I the had, safer route. It's the safer route, yeah. And I guess when you think of, like, a noble thing or, like, something that's, like, sort of guided, within that, that within that sort of notion, there is risk and there is something that you have to have some sort of... You have to have some risk and some courage to, like, head after. Um, whether it's just creating fucking music or, like, a fucking painting or it's going on selling or it's become an architect or whatever the fuck it is, right? Uh, that was that's an it's an interesting notion to think about. Is it are we becoming more depressed in that way because we're losing our humanity? It's an interesting thing. I hadn't thought about that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's it's something that I say all the time that social media is great when you're a creator. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to create. But when you consume, it drains the happiness of your life. And a perfect example that I have is that I will go out on a run and open up Strava on my phone to track it. Or even have Strava on my watch to track it. But then the days that I leave my phone in the car 
and I don't have my watch and I'm not tracking the steps and I'm not worried about which people are going to like my run or like the route that I did and give me kudos on the app or, you know, who's going to fucking like when I take a break, I'm not pulling up Instagram or whatever. Mm. I'm so much happier mm-hmm. in my life. I'm not worried about the anyone. I'm not worried about anyone because mm-hmm. I'm—I don't have anything. I'm just yeah. me, and I'm just running. I don't know how long I've run. I don't know what the time is. I don't know the distance. I am simply moving through space and experiencing the surroundings around me. And there is, there's so much. It's so easy to give in to the instant gratification of our world that we don't even remember what it's like to have true happiness or true tranquility of just experiencing life as it is. It's, uh, it's definitely difficult, but we experienced some of that today because, I mean, I noticed that I, I was hungry and I was thirsty, but I would even ignore that shit yeah. because I was having a great time yeah. doing something cool. I didn't even think about my hunger. And I'm the guy who's like, I'm trying to eat every one hour, you know, <laughs> eat a thousand calories every hour and just get my food. And I'm like always in the kitchen trying to eat. But maybe that's another way where I'm searching for that gratification because my life is just actually that stale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because whenever I experience life as it is, I'm not thinking about food. I don't give a fuck about my phone. I don't give a fuck about anything. I'm just in the moment. Yeah, yeah. So let me... This is another interesting notion that... And it's kind of like why the problem with the whole Huberman sort of <laughs> sort of types, right, is what we've done, whether it's you have your Fitbit, right, is we've tried to quantify everything in life. we try to quantify... Our steps, our food, our health, our happiness, our fucking mood. Um, we've quantified it all. We have gamified it. We've scored it. And we think we know what's best. We've put values to everything in our life. And we have assigned the target. And by our nature, we love that shit. We love to have a target we can aim for. And if we don't hit those targets... We feel, we feel bad, right? So, like you said, it's a run. I want to make sure that I ran exactly five miles at a eight-minute pace. I took exactly 5,000 steps in this day. If I, if I took 4,700, I have not hit my goal. I feel like I'm not good enough. I need to go outside and hit 300 more steps before I go to sleep. Otherwise, I'm not fucking optimized, right? And it's like, and that same thing is for our, like, yeah, it's like, our health it's our happiness we've we have taken health and fitness and put it into a fucking building right we put it into a gym we say if i don't go to the gym and do these certain movements with these certain weights in these certain places that i'm not healthy um if i don't eat these certain foods there's no way i can be healthy um if and if i don't if i don't head to this place and take these pictures and get these likes, I'm not, I'm not relevant. I'm not whatever, right? We've quantified it all into numbers and figures. Um, and like you said, an experience, we've all seen it, right? It's, 
it's a, you could say it's 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 like existential nihilistic it's a, it's just kind of real and human to me is like all these things are very relative and you assign the meaning in your head to all the things you do are there things that will they will make you generally healthier and feel more energetic and stronger and how like you have more longevity and you're more lively and you're more focused uh, if I take these fucking supplements and this sort of a number and dosage, will I feel this way? If I take this sort of caffeine, will I feel this way? Um, you're quantifying things instead of going based off like the experience and the feeling. I know that's all sort of vague as well and like sort of silly um, on a level because we've spent so much time trying to research these things and, and figure out exactly how many reps should I do? How many sets should I should I hit each week to maximize my muscle growth? And we're trying to master nature, or like whatever the fuck it is, and that's great. Um, but if you attach so much meaning to it in your head, I think your subconscious overrides all the science, and the way you feel about things starts to almost be like more impactful, which is a bit, I think. It's a it it's a bit woo woo, but kind of like you're saying, right? If I don't if anything I do, I can attach whatever meaning I want to it, and that's going to completely change how I view it and how it shapes my feelings and affects me. Um, so if I head out on a run and I don't have any numbers attached to it, but I feel like I was fucking pushing, I feel satisfied, right? You're gonna end up feeling fucking better about yourself in the long run even if you're maybe you're not as fast as you would have been had you been tracking you're just going to feel better than if you ran that exact same thing and it was a solid effort but you ran five seconds slower on your mile than you really wanted to or you were you were trying to only eat 1800 calories but instead you ate 1900 and you feel a deep shame within you and then and then and then your body read has that shame feeling and it lets out all those chemicals and hormones related with your shame right um ends up making you fatter ends up making you fatter and like have like more stress um so anyway a bit of a ranty thing to be like um like you said exactly if we've in a world of numbers and sort of measuring everything, um, we've lost that touch with the intuition and the wisdom that we have inside of ourselves. Um, I've said the word um, uh, proprioception, right? Right. Which is a general awareness of how you're moving and your body. And working in the gym, some athletes fucking had it and some did not. And the ones that had it were killers on the field. Like, they could just, like, they just move so fluidly, and they pick things up faster, and it was because they felt, they knew where they were in their body, and it wasn't always the ones that were the strongest. Um, sometimes in the, like, in the weight room, maybe their numbers were lower, but you could show them something new, and they would pick it up right away. And if you said, hey, um hey, lower your hips a little more or do whatever else. They knew exactly what you meant and how to correct themselves just from like simple cues. 
versus the other guys that you're like having to like hold their bodies and like show them how to move just to get them to fucking do the exercise correctly. And you would watch them try like try to move in the field, um, and it just didn't correlate. Um, and so I, I think somehow this all sort of connects to um, how you feel about your life. I think how you enjoy your life. If you feel like if if you feel like you have to have these things in order to be a success or to be happy, um, instead of kind of living the moment, like you said. Yeah, I I agree with you, but I also disagree with you in sure. a way yeah. because yes, you should live in the moment. You shouldn't be attaching numbers and mm-hmm. quantifying everything in your life and letting that govern the way you feel about yourself because truly that your worthiness as a person isn't attached to any successes or failures of your, as that you have. Yeah. Your self-worth is determined by how you feel about yourself. It is determined by the amount of love that you deliver to yourself. However, I think I the way th- that I say comes from I live that other way and gain the knowledge of that way. If you're new to everything, I think numbers are valuable. There is there is a lot of there's a lot of quantification in your life that can be truly beneficial. So I want you guys to look at my whiteboard right there on the left. So I on the very top left I have written wins of the day. And mm-hmm. then I wrote made bed plus one. There we go. I wrote whatever I can't read yeah. I wrote cans and cabinet plus one. I wrote Laundry, uh, laundry folded, plus one. Healthy, be fast. Breakfast, plus one. Clean, common room. Clean, common room, plus one. Coffee, plus one. Twitter, I didn't write it, but plus one. Right? So basically, what I've done here is I've made all of the things that I want to do in the day, all of the things that would make my day better because I this is what I wanted to do, and if I did them, I would feel good. I made it a game. I quantified sure. it. I said, hey, if I do that, that's a win for today. And, and making everything a win, A, it's like, hey, I really did that. I, I already won the day because I did that stuff. And then I assigned a number to it, plus one, plus one, plus one, because I make the analogy of the the video gamer in my head. Because when I used to play video games, when I was call, playing Call of Duty and I had to get 100 headshots to get the gold camo. Yeah. And then... The do, diamond camo. Yeah, whatever. And then do whatever to get prestige and then master prestige that there was numbers involved to yep. level up. So in the same way in my head, I put numbers for my, for my life because I say, okay, I hit these numbers, then I'm going to level up as well. So maybe it's different about, I'm not assigning my self-worth to it. If I don't hit the number, I don't feel bad about myself. But what I do feel is that if I do hit the numbers that I'm one step closer to prestige, I'm one step farther along in my self-improvement journey. So being able to quantify wins to give you confidence and to give you the ability to appreciate the simple things that you've done in your day, yeah. right? Because making your bed seems benign, it seems normal, but now I've made, I've quantified that, and now I've set it as a win. Mm-hmm. 
And now, boom, I started off, I made my bed, and I'm already a winner. Yeah. And it does so much for your self-confidence that, hey, okay, I got like six or seven wins already, and now I'm going to knock on doors, but dude, I'm a fucking winner already, dude. Who cares? Who cares what these people said? Because based off of the 20 things that I've done today and that all of them I've, instead of these are 20 things that I normally do, these are 20 things that I've marked off as a win and I've quantified it as a plus one, as a, I've gotten better. Now nothing can change my mentality as a winner. I'd have to have literally 20 negative things happen in a row for me to, for me to say like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get better today. Uh, So I like to, that's the way I use quantification in my life to increase my self-confidence and to just help me get better every day and understand that I don't need to be doing crazy things to can to still be on the self-improvement path it's truly practicing consistency and always doing the good habits and every day that I am consistent I'm winning and I'm getting better yeah definitely um we're getting a bit long here so Zach let me ask you one last question because I'm interested in it um from your experience to here are selling and everything we saw how do you think heading into your job how do you think well that have you learned anything is that going to shape anything you do heading into your your job your your real job in an office as a marketing professional any takeaways that's a good question um I mean, obviously, my job doesn't involve door-to-door sales. No. And it's very... Uh, it is very different in that my... Most of what I do is just with with the computer mm. by myself. You know, there's, there, there are a lot of... There's, there's plenty of collaboration. I have a tons, tons of meetings and stuff where I'm talking to people and even just sitting yeah. on meetings, learning the context. Oh, I've stuff. seen your meetings. They, I, ha, I, ha, I do go to a lot of meetings. Um, <laughs> but the, the general takeaway um, that I think I will take back is, is just um, being more willing to either, not, not just you know taking action, but that comes up in different forms, right? It could be just like speaking up if I have an idea on, hey, maybe there's a consideration that we didn't think of for yeah. whatever decision we're going to make or... Um, communication with um, with clients and stuff if there's if there are ideas that I think that maybe it's maybe it's outside of the scope of work but things that I can do to to build the relationship with them um, just like we did with with talking people even if even if they gave us a no mm-hmm. we still um, tried to build some kind of relationship yeah. um, so that, I think that's a uh, a takeaway that can apply pretty much in life, but I'll mm-hmm. definitely be thinking about that in, in, in the, uh, in the old nine to five, in the old nine to five. <laughs> Incredible. I, you know what? Today was fantastic. I truly appreciate you coming out and joining with us. Even just that curiosity of saying, Hey, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> I really admire that because a lot of people would have been truly content to just scroll on their phone yeah. and chill in bed for all day. That's true. And I was having a <laughs> great time. I spent about an hour just but but it's like Anthony said, like I could have done that for the next yeah, however long. Yeah. But letting these things 
happen and yeah. going along with it brought so much more value than just the mundaneness of just sitting in my room mm-hmm. scrolling TikTok. Yep. Awesome. Zach, thank you. Anthony, thank you. This was awesome. Never did I think I would sit down for two hours and 40 <laughs> minutes for a podcast, but that was incredible. Uh, almost at the three hour mark. I mean, I mean, I guess someday we will, but uh, this was great. I really appreciate you guys just for everything that happened today. I really am grateful. And for everyone who is listening, if you made it this far, I appreciate you as well. This was the Infinite Gain Podcast. Please leave any comments you have in the Q&A section below. Have a good one. Thanks.